Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number four of Revelation chapter 12. And we're going to be reading the first few verses. Revelation 12, verse 1. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. There appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and they cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And I'll stop reading there. This, again, is a parable that is describing the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, into the world. And we know Jesus was born in the Jubilee year of 7 B.C. And uh, this is giving us insight through uh, this uh, language of the woman who is the body of believers. And uh, she is instrumental. She is the one being used of God to bring forth the man-child, the Lord Jesus Christ. And in opposition to her, there appears this other wonder in heaven, the great red dragon. And as we saw last time, uh, that language only identifies with Satan. And of course, this is uh, why he's called Satan. He's the adversary of God, the adversary of that which is good, the adversary of the kingdom of heaven. And when God now has determined the time has finally come, after 11,006 years from creation to the birth of Christ in 7 B.C., the, the long-awaited fulfillment of the promise to the people of God that um, Emmanuel would come, born of a virgin, um, and thou shalt call his name uh, Jesus, and um, he he is the Almighty God, the Prince of Peace, and so forth. The glorious time had finally arrived, and now God was going to uh, once again show how faithful and true he is to his word. When he gives a promise, he fulfills the promise. And of course, from man's perspective, it can be quite a long period of time, and over 11,000 years is an extremely long uh, period of time from our vantage point. But nevertheless, God fulfilled his word. And Christ came at the exact time that God had always planned for him to come. There was, um, there was no delay. He came exactly at the point in history that he was supposed to arrive and enter into the world. And, and Satan 
resist him. Satan comes against him. And that's typified by this great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns. Now, again, this is a figure of Satan and and the dragon. The seven heads and ten horns are all describing the one dragon. And the figure is, this is Satan. And yet, he has many heads and many horns. Now, we we find language in other places of the Bible that goes along with what we're reading here. In Daniel chapter 7, we read in verse 3, And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. And then we'll skip down to verse 6. After this I beheld and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions. Behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns." Now, this is describing the same evil being, Satan. Yet here, God is referring to Satan as having four heads and ten horns. And there's no doubt it's the same being, the, the, the same fallen angel that's in view. Only in Revelation 12, he's uh, said to have seven heads and ten horns, and God has reasons for that. Remember, the numbers in the Bible are words that have meaning and significance. The number seven points to perfection. The number four points to universality, the furthest extent of whatever is in view. And and four uh, points to the complete rule of Satan. Just as those seven heads, we'll see, also identify with Satan's complete rule. And in in both cases, the dragon in Revelation 12 has ten horns, and this beast with four heads in Daniel 7 has ten horns. So it's, it's the same creature, the same um, fallen angelic being, and the ten horns point to the completeness of Satan's rule. We also read in verse 17 of Daniel chapter 7, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. And then over in verse 23 of the same chapter, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise and another shall arise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. And this is helpful because it's telling us that the four beasts, the four heads of this beast, are four kings. And kings reign over kingdoms. And and that's why the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth. And that's really consistent with what we also find in the New Testament in the book of Revelation. Now, before we we read of language that relates to what we just read in Daniel 7 concerning 
the kingdoms. Let's also read Revelation 13 that speaks of a very similar beast in verse 1 and following. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns. And upon his horns ten crowns. And upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And then in verse 2, And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. Now is this describing the same thing as in Revelation 12? The beast or the dragon we saw there in verse 4, it, it also had seven heads and ten horns. So is Revelation 13 speaking of, of the same thing? Yes. Yes, Revelation 13.1 is also describing Satan as the beast. But there is one difference in Revelation 12.4. The seven heads and ten horns and the crowns are upon the heads. But in Revelation 13 in verse 1, the crowns are upon the horns. And that, that's the only difference. And why is that? Because Revelation 12 is describing Satan's rule throughout all time. Since the fall of man, when, when Satan conquered him and, and became the god of this world and mankind became subservient to him. And in Revelation 13, the focus is on the final rule of Satan during the little season of the Great Tribulation period. And that's when the horns, the ten horns are crowned, but but otherwise, typically, throughout history, the heads are crowned. And, and so uh, God helps us by making that small difference between them, and then we can we can determine... Well, uh, which rule of Satan is in view? Okay, let's also go in Revelation to chapter 17. Revelation 17, and we'll start reading in verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And here again, we know from that description, this is Satan. This is Satan. Satan is this beast. The seven heads and ten horns tell us that. Here, um, interestingly, God doesn't speak of crowns upon the heads or upon the horns. But we know from the description, this is Satan. And then in verse 4, And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Now, um, the woman was seated upon the beast, which is very unusual. And we normally think that the woman who 
Uh, we had thought for some time represented the church, the church that had become Babylon, that the church is in subjection to Satan. And, and that is the figure that God gives in the Bible because Satan is called also the man of sin who takes his seat in the temple. Satan is the one seated. And in the Bible, to sit indicates you are ruling. And when the man of sin took his seat in the temple, he was ruling over the church. But here it's the woman who's seated upon the beast. And we we wonder, what is this referring to? Well, we're not going to get into this, um, which will give us more time to study it. We still have a few chapters to go before we get to Revelation 17. But it it's helpful that the woman's called Babylon, and she's seated upon the beast who has seven heads and ten horns, and those heads represent the, the rule of Satan all throughout history, all throughout the history of the world since he conquered mankind in the Garden of Eden. That means Babylon is there ruling over all of those kingdoms over that entire period of time. And and that uh, helps us to understand why it is that God says that uh, in her, in chapter 18, was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. All of God's people, and, and in uh, the gospel accounts, it even goes back to, to righteous Abel, who was slain by Cain at the uh, early days of earth's history. And uh, God charges the the uh, well we'll we'll have to look at that another time but but there the the blood is counted and Abel would be part of those prophets all the prophets that were slain and so here in revelation 17 where the woman who is babylon she is babylon she sits upon the beast she is over all the kingdoms, all the rule, and we'll see that's what these seven heads point to when we go down to verse 7 of Revelation 17. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which has the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was, and is not, and yet is. And here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Now let's just stop for a second and consider that. The seven heads are seven mountains. Mountains in the Bible represent kingdoms. And, and so the, the seven heads are seven mountains or, um, that could also be understood as seven kingdoms. Just as we saw in Daniel 7. Remember the, the fourth beast over the fourth kingdom and, and the four um, heads or the four beasts were four kings and 
and kings rule over kingdoms. And the woman, again, in verse 9, the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. God is, is making sure we don't miss that. The woman, Babylon, sits over all the mountains, all the kingdoms of Satan throughout all time. And, and so that, um, makes it a little difficult to try and understand Babylon as exclusively the church, since the church didn't even come into existence, the corporate church, until the first century AD. And, and even if we were to understand Israel as a figure of the church, well, Israel was only around for a couple thousand years uh, until Christ and 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 yet the this rule of Babylon this uh rule of the woman that sits upon the beast the seven heads of the beast goes back much further than that it covers the entire period of uh, time on earth it says in verse 10 of Revelation 17, and there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. Seven kings, again, seven kingdoms, seven mountains. And and that identifies with the seven heads of the beast, or the seven heads of the dragon in, in our verse in Revelation 12.4. And notice... Five, it tells us, are fallen. That is, that's past history. We're, we're reading information, um, that, that God moved the Apostle John to write in the first century AD. So five reigns of Satan, five periods of rule, five kingdoms, five mountains, five heads of the beast, have already come and gone. And and that's understandable when we realize that the Old Testament side of the cross has many more years than the New Testament side of the cross. They, there's 11,000 years of history leading up to the birth of Christ, and here we are just 2,000 and a few years since uh, his birth. And so there is far more time before the cross than there has been since the cross and and so out of the seven the majority of the kingdoms have already come and gone by the time Jesus is born by the time the he goes to the cross in the first century AD so five are fallen one is this is referring to the rule of Satan during the New Testament church age. He was bound at the cross. So that particular rule from 33 AD until 1988 AD, 1955 years of the church age, was a a different epoch, a different era, a different type of reign of the beast of Satan. It it was a, a limited reign. Prior to the cross, he had unlimited power and and reach uh, as he had much ability to bind the hearts of men. There were relatively few people saved in the Old Testament during his five kingdoms. And during this sixth kingdom that identifies with the church age, 
God sent forth the gospel via the churches and congregations of the world, and many more people were saved than in comparison to the Old Testament period of time. And and so one is, and that one reign of Satan would continue um, until, uh, again, he was bound at the cross, so it was a different kind of reign for him. It would continue until the end of the church age, 1988, the beginning of the Great Tribulation, judgment began at the house of God. And at that point, the little season of the Great Tribulation uh, began. It it uh, occurred, and the seventh kingdom, the seventh rule of Satan, began to take place. That's why it says here in verse 10, and the other is not yet come, and when he cometh. This is referring to the seventh rule, the, the seventh kingdom. He must continue a short space. Notice that language of a short space and how it fits with a little season of the great tribulation. And, 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 and then that would take us back to Revelation 13 where the beast appears out of the sea and uh, well, let's go back there. It says in Revelation 13, again, um, in verse 3, And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. So at this point, the um, church age has ended, and, and that was Satan's sixth kingdom, according to the figure God is giving. And, and, and it was during that sixth period of rule that he was bound, and, and that's what this language is referring to that one of his heads, as it were, was wounded to death. He received a death blow at the cross as Christ bound him and limited his activity. But now comes that final rule, the seventh kingdom upon the earth, which is the most fierce, and he is loosed from the the depths he he's loose from that bottomless pit and he goes forth against the camp of the saints and and this is his most glorious time the uh, satan is given tremendous um reign over the world and over the church uh, he's never experienced anything like this that uh, it is a total uh, dominion, it, it seems, over the wicked of the world and, and the numbers of the wicked have multiplied um, just to incredible uh, degrees. There's billions of people that are that are unsaved in his kingdom. The numbers in the church have also multiplied to about two billion that, that are uh, like the third part of mankind. And he has rule over all. But the rule was given him for a limited time, 42 months, which represents the duration of the Great Tribulation period, which we know 
turned out to be an exact 23 years. May 21, 1988 through May 21, 2011. Then the little season of the Great Tribulation came to a close. The 42 months ended and the rule of Satan was finished. There is no more rule for him. It, it is the, the end of the seventh kingdom, the, the end of that seventh mountain, as uh, Revelation 17 used that figure, the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Babylon, the great, great Babylon, has been ruling in conjunction with Satan as Satan has his kingdom of Babylon. And now comes the end, finally, after 13,023 years of history, at the end of the Great Tribulation in 2011, the rule of Satan is broken. And and he is finally defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, now we can understand this uh, wonderful psalm, or this statement uh, in this psalm, Psalm 74. Once we recognize that the heads are all referring to the one entity, Satan, then uh, this verse begins to make sense. It says in Psalm seventy-four, thirteen, Thou didst divide the sea by thy strength. Thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the waters. Thou breakest the heads of Leviathan in pieces, and gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. Now remember, keep your finger here if you can, and go over to Isaiah 27. We looked at this in our last study. In verse 1, In that day Jehovah with his sore and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. Now here it's singular, and and we understand that. Satan's just one being, and Jehovah with his sword, the word of God, slays Leviathan, slays the dragon, and we know that God is victorious over Satan. But, you see, we, we also are reading about God being victorious over Satan in Psalm 74, when he breaks the heads, plural, of the dragons in the waters, and he breaks the heads of Leviathan in pieces. That is God finally destroying all rule of Satan, all seven heads or seven kingdoms, and God now is victorious over all the periods of reign, and and we come to Judgment Day. And notice this final statement in Psalm 74, verse 14, when the Lord tells us that thou breakest the heads of Leviathan in pieces and gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. Now that's that's a very curious statement that God is making that Satan and his destruction are meat. It is food to the people inhabiting the wilderness. Well, um, we don't have time to 
think about that any further, but but consider what what might be in view by that language as we'll continue, Lord willing, the next time we get together in our study of the book of Revelation. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.